I'm Arlen Hamilton, and I'm an investor. In 2015, I launched Backstage Capital, a venture capital fund, after experiencing food and housing insecurity for most of my life. I wanted to invest in companies led by founders who are women, people of color, and LGBTQ, just like me. I have invested in more than 150 companies since 2015 and growing. I started Your First Million to understand what it was like to make your first million dollars, get your first million fans or downloads, and to see if there was a common thread between us all. Join me as I talk to people from all walks of life about how they got where they are, what they learned on the way, and where they're going. And for those of you who are wondering, yes, I made my first million. <laughs> Let's talk about it. They slept on me, but now they won't. Because I got a million. Fresh out the mud, but I'm clean and so. Because I got a million. I got my first million. I got my. Hello, hello. It's Arlen. Welcome back to your first million. Thanks again, always, always for listening. And for listening for these intros, too. That's really cool of you, if you can hear this. Uh, today is the last of three guest spots by Chacho Valadez, my chief of staff, also a principal investor at Backstage Capital. He's been doing an amazing job, and this is no exception. Uh, he is talking to Dr. Reginald at... Um, Optimal Solar, that's right. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Optimal Solar, I uh, have almost 200 portfolio companies, so sometimes the name escapes me, but it, this one is just amazing. Uh, I listened to the interview just uh, earlier today, and I love, love, love Chacho's uh, questions, and I love the answers and um, that Dr. Parker gave, and I just think uh, Chacho gets better and better with each of these. I think the second one was the first one he recorded, the first one you heard from him was the second he recorded, and I know that this third one is the third he recorded. So uh, probably we'll give him more chances at bat here because he is just uh, batting a thousand. Sports analogy, a okay. So a couple things, a couple things I wanted to let you know about before we get started. One is that we are going to take a few weeks off from interviews. Um, for a couple of reasons. They're mostly about logistics and about bandwidth. So we're going to have a few weeks off without uh, interviews. We'll come back strong in early September, most likely, and it'll be on from there. Uh, I will pop in every once in a while just to give you a solo uh, episode to talk about different topics that are close to me. And maybe if I'm on the road, I'll I'll take you with me because I do plan on doing a few trips over the next few weeks and I want to share that with you because it'll be my first time doing that in a year and a half. So that's item number one. Item number two is I am putting together some information about my income streams. I know it's out of left field, but I wanted to mention it. If you've taken my How to Raise Capital from Scratch course, you have heard me talk about my income streams, most likely. Um, I wanted to do something really special and kind of reveal uh, a lot about how I think about income streams. I have at least seven. I have more than that sometimes, but at least seven going at once uh, after being broke and and poverty and all of that, as you all have heard many times before. And it's just so, so important. It's the reason I was able to survive COVID economic downturn 
even when everything else around me was going crazy with backstage, with my fund, everything, uh, we had layoffs, we had all these things, and I was able to just survive through it and, and so, so happy because I knew I'm never, ever, ever going to be homeless again. I, I, I refuse to be. And part of that was making a decision a few years ago to have multiple streams of income that like I've always heard people talk about but had never experienced myself. I barely had one stream of income for most of my life. So having seven seemed out of this world to me. But now I wouldn't have it any other way. And so I want to share with you what I do, why I do it, and how I do it. And if you want to learn about this, uh, just send me an email and I'll send you some information about it. So it's Arlen, A-R-L-A-N, at ArlenWasHere.com. This is not, I think there's a car alarm going off behind me, but don't worry about that. This is not for something that you're going to buy from me. This is not something I'm selling. This is simply something I want to share with you. So email me at Arlen, A-R-L-A-N, at ArlenWasHere.com. Subject heading seven income streams. Just send me a little uh, note in there very quickly. It says, hey, I'd love to see the income stream thing you were talking about, and I'll send it to you, send you some information about it, all good. Um, And so I'm excited, I'm telling you all first, and uh, really looking forward to sharing that with you and sharing it with as many people as possible, because I really, really think it is the key for like our survival when it comes to economics. And I'm just, I've been inspired by so many people recently um, who've like helped me up my game, even without knowing it through mentorship that I talked about, mentorship in a box, kind of reading people's books and watching their videos and taking their courses. I still do that and it still levels me up. So I wanted to share what I've learned. Um, So I'm going to do that. And then if you are in my all access, which is, you can find that at arlenallaccess.com. If you're in my all access um, or you're joining me on the in-person event that's happening in August that only a few people know about, uh, you will hear from me about that in person. So uh, we'll, you'll get a full kind of presentation about that. So look forward to that. I will see you on the other side of this. Chacho and Dr. Reg, going th- I know I'm sure he doesn't like to be called Dr. Reg, but <laughs> Dr. Reginald, he let, they go for it. They really tap into some beautiful things about legacy and about... I mean, just some really awesome stuff about science and technology. If you're interested, if you're into STEM, uh, just the best, best stuff. Just hearing uh, Reginald's like list of how many degrees he has to kick things off alone was enough to get me so involved in this uh, conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope I hear from you on email, arlen at arlenwashere.com. Tell me you want to hear about the seven revenue streams. It's free, free, free. I'm just sending in this information, but you have to send me that email in order for me to send it over to you. Um, And I think that's it. I'll see you like more officially in September, but you'll hear from me every once in a while the rest of the summer as I travel around this, this country of ours. Okay, see you soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Chacha Valdez here. I'm a principal at Backstage and chief of staff to Arlen, and I'm filling in as a guest host for her today. And I'm really excited to have uh, Dr. Reginald Parker here today. Dr. Reginald Parker, do you want to introduce yourself and uh, what you, your company does as well? 
Uh, do you like to be called Dr. Parker or do you go by, how, how do you prefer to be called? Well, I go by either Reggie or Dr. Green Power. <laughs> nice, Dr. Green Power, I love that. So uh, thank you uh, for having me and um, hosting. Um, I appreciate it. You know, I love the full backstage um, crew. I'm a headliner and uh, we're at Optimal Tech. Uh, we say, you know, for the best technology, get Optimal Tech. What we do um, in, in short is energy management as a service. And what does that mean for people who don't know anything about energy management? <laughs> well, um, on average, 40% uh, of energy is wasted, right? And for small businesses and even people at home, they don't have $80,000 a year to pay for a facility manager or energy manager to work on the energy um, on a day-to-day -day basis. So only large companies have them and they're able to reduce their costs but it's costing us about 1.6 trillion annually on wasted energy. And so what I've done is figured out how to bring the cost down using IOT, um, my relationships in the renewable energy uh, sector and also our technology, and as well as um, some ML AI technology to help monitor, um, control and maintain your electrical appliances to make sure that you don't waste that energy. Very cool. And what's your background, Dr. Parker? Um, bachelor's, master's, PhD in engineering and an MBA in a concentration with finance. Yeah, don't we all have that? <laughs> Do you think that you were always um, sort of interested in the sciences even growing up? Yeah, um, I had a great uncle, his name was William um, Asbury McMillan. He was the president of college. Um, at five years old, he asked me, what do I want to do when I grew up? And I told him I wanted to be a fireman. I wanted to be a police officer, I want to help people. He says, no, you want to be a scientist with your own equation. And so then I start saying that, believing that, uh, making sure I was always good at math and science. And when I finished my PhD, I had two equations and when I finished my MBA, um, I had developed a network that was able to predict uh, foreign exchange rate 91.2% of the time. So he planted that seed and it continued to grow. Wow, that's really powerful, especially at five years old. Yep. Yeah, I, I do it to other five-year-olds. I do it with my kids as well. Yeah, that's really cool. How, like... At, you obviously just explained it a little bit, but how did that affect sort of your impact growing up, especially like learning as a kid? It sounds like you had a really strong like growth mindset. Well, once I knew I wanted to be a scientist with my own equation and he explained to me what that was and that I always had to be good at math. I always had to be good at science. I worked extra hard at math and science because this is what I needed to do to obtain this goal that I didn't understand. And I knew I had to learn more math and science to get an understanding of what it meant. That makes sense. And would you say that anybody can be good at math and science? Um, I would say that everybody can be at minimum proficient. There are not a lot of good teachers, right? Um, but there are a lot of good books. And I found that most of what I learned in math and science 
was me reading the book, working the problem, not being in a specific class with a specific teacher. Okay, so you're you're very much so like a self learner in that regard. I think that's the you know you the people who I find find are the smartest are not people with PhDs and things. Is the self learners, the people who have read for themselves, digested, and then they actually sharpen their swords with others. Yeah, that makes sense. And how does that affect your sort of even day to day and building like a company? I, I mean, that's a, like an incredible skill to have as a CEO. Right. So when I, I, I look to grow the company, I either look for one or two things, capacity or capability. So I'm looking for somebody either who has the same skill set uh, in a specific area that I have and they're able to build on my capacity to help grow the organization or there's a skill that um, I don't have and I need to build its capability. So when I'm looking at people who are either different than me or similar, I look at, are they a self learner? Because the capacity of this organization depends on them, not me, but them to expand beyond me. And so, you know, I'm very careful there. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, who are your um, customers for your company? Um, right now, I'm dealing with the uh, Bermuda, uh, the, the nation of Bermuda, Bacardi. Um, I have six hotel, um, six hotels, uh, Victory Baptist Church in L.A., um, Fifth and Dignity, a mixed-use facility. So it's either municipalities or small businesses who are looking to, you know, reduce their energy spend, but don't know how. Or they're looking to do something different in the community and they want to get empowerment by energy. So, you know, uh, some of the stuff that we're looking to do in developing countries are more empowering them um, and as well as lowering costs uh, for energy. Cool. And how is someone, like, if someone wanted to be a customer, would they reach out via the website? And, and then also like what, how long does it take for a project to um, come to fruition and for you to get, um, you know, your panels up at, at a particular location? So let me give you um, an example. Um, Bacardi um, had an RFP um, uh, in uh, Bermuda. One of my uh, channel partners reached out to me and said, we want to bid on it. And I said, sure. Um, I gave them my pricing. They put their pricing on top of it. And um, we're starting um, finding, uh, funding it this month. And so, you know, that's here to June. But it can be actually much quicker than that because we had to go through an RFP process. So um, that project includes uh, O&M, where we put our uh, device called Carry, controlling assets through reliable intelligence. We look at um, how they're using energy and, you know, make recommendations for energy efficiency, controlling different things, turning off lights, the whole nine. And we're putting on about uh, two, 250 kW of solar on the rooftop. Um, that does two things. It gives them a cheaper power, but it also cools their rooftop. People forget that, that now that um, the solar is absorbing the infrared, that's not hitting the rooftop and you're able to reduce cooling by up to 37%. So all of these energy efficiencies are being built in. 
um, if there's enough budget, we'll also nanocoat um, the uh, roof to make it reflective so that most of the infrared uh, bounces off as well. Hey, it's Arlen. I'll get you right back to the interview. I wanted to pop in just for a second and talk to you about my all access program. I don't know. Have you heard about it yet? Um, I did a little bit of promoting just a few weeks ago and it kind of went ham. So I stopped promoting it um, to catch up. But it is um, really a 12 month access program to me and to other people. Uh, it's like an inner circle if you've ever seen or heard or been part of one of those. It's like a mastermind if you've ever been part of that or heard about it. Um, and it's limited in the spaces because it's there's a lot of bandwidth that goes into it and a lot of thought and, and care. And it is a higher price and it is it is quite expensive for, for most people, I mean, um, to be quite frank. But it is something that, <clears throat> that I... <laughs> Five years ago, six years ago, would have just made, you know, made a goal for myself, to be honest. And I wouldn't have been able to do it at that time, but I would have made it a goal and I would have figured it out. And in fact, I did something similar to that. Um, if you know about my, my Stanford uh, two-week course thing that I took in 2015, you know, if you heard that story, you know that I did, in fact, make that happen. So anyway, it's 12 months. It is, uh, even though it's expensive, it's in my opinion, discounted if you compare it to a lot of other things that I do and would I charge for other things like speaking and consulting. And every month we get online, we get on uh, virtual with the other members, me and the other members, or the other members and I. <laughs> Have you ever heard someone correct their grammar in an ad before? Um so we, we get online, we talk for a couple of hours, and we just we um, present to each other and talk to each other about our work and about our lives. And so much comes from it. I can't tell you too much because it is a private sort of situation, but I, right now we have 12 people in the program. And I started this back in September 2020, very um, closely guarded had about uh, seven people join over the, you know, like once a month or so, two a month. And then a few weeks ago, I opened it up again and I thought it would take, I said out loud, I said it will take probably three months to get to get to a dozen. For at seven, it'll probably take three months. It took like a week and a half to get to a dozen. So now we're at a dozen really, really amazing people. And I can already tell that this is going to affect my life uh, very strongly. So, uh, man, once again, I have the best seat in the house, and I don't know how I got got to here. It's just really cool. But we all talk. And then twice a year, we're going to get together in, in real life, in person, and uh, for a day or two, and have some, some amazing um, uh, things happen at, at that. So... That happens. And then on top of that, you get my, as a member of All Access, you get my direct phone number. It's really my cell. And you are able to text with me um, and ask me questions or tell me, keep me posted between calls. And so that's been really valuable for some people. Some people really love that part of it. Some people don't use it at all. But it just, it's like, it's kind of tailor-made for whatever works for you. So there's a few different angles. And then there's some bonuses. So the bonuses are, uh, you kind of learn about once you're in. 
Um, if you are interested, if this makes, if this is interesting to you at all, um, please know that it is a $15,000 investment in yourself and uh, today and the price will only go up. So 2022, the price most likely will go up and so on and so forth as long as I continue to do this. But if you feel like you can afford that, if you feel like this is the right season for you to be doing something like this, to sort of, um, to have that camaraderie. And what I'm trying to do in this, and I should have said this earlier, is I want to at least double your ability to impact others. I want you to be able to attract more money, to attract more opportunities, to attract more network and resources. And by the time you finish this 12 months with me, I I believe you'll be able to double the impact you have today. So if that sounds interesting to you, um, go ahead. There's uh, Go ahead and email me. Email me at Arlen, A-R-L-A-N, at ArlenWasHere.com. So A-R-L-A-N, at ArlenWasHere.com. Send me an email in the subject, say, all access, and then tell, and then tell me that you're interested, and I will send you more information. Um, that's how we're going to play that for right now, just because we don't have a lot of spaces for it, so we don't want it to be overrun with applications. It is an application process, by the way. Um, you have to apply, and not everybody gets in, again, because I'm building sort of this, this group that I think uh, really complements each other. And uh, yeah, so... That's that's the play there. Uh, it's been amazing so far. There are some testimonials that I'll show you. If you write to me, you can see more people before you make that big plunge. Um, but that has really, really been amazing, and it's one of the favorite things that I do in, in life right now. Um, if you're interested in other things, there's always my book. There is arlensacademy.com. Um, there is Investing as a Catalyst course when we open back up. Um, there is plenty, plenty like this podcast that's free. There's a lot of free game that's out there that I've put out there every single, every single day of my life the past decade. So go for it. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, let's get back to this interview. It's so amazing. Let's do it. And can you talk a little bit about you on the website, you have the uh, via technology. Can you talk a bit about that and what that's all about? All right. So there's two parts of our business, right? One part is using better energy, and that's VIA. The other part is using energy better, and that's Kerry. The two actually work together. Uh, once Kerry figures out how much we can save um, in energy efficiency, say that somebody um, is spending 20000 a year, we're able to cut that with Kerry by 30%. Um, so now, you know, they're 70%, but they're still paying 12 cents or 15 cents a kilowatt hour. We bring in VIA, and VIA is able to help cut the electricity cost from 12 cents to 6 cents. So now um, that cuts them down from 70 to 35. And with both of them, they're now paying 35% of their original utility bill. Wow, that's a big difference. <laughs> Hey, as I said, there's a lot of energy being wasted. Right. Um, <laughs> could you talk about, you're, right now you're in Orlando. What, what are you doing in Orlando? My kids um, are a part of this organization, Beta. I am my ancestor's wildest dream, and so Beta's down there. And uh, they've <clears throat> been doing online school and homeschooling all this year. And we wanted them to participate in homeschooling activities. 
And not only did they do that, they started winning. <laughs> and so there's a national convention for the winners uh, to compete nationally. And they're doing a fantastic job. Wow, that's really cool. How many children do you have? I have four. Um, 11, 10, 7, and 4 months. Wow. Congratulations on the four months and four kids, frankly. That's incredible. I give all that uh, respect due to my wife. I'm just here to help raise them. Hey, it's a team effort. <laughs> uh, what's it like running a company and having children who are homeschooling, especially last year in the middle of the pandemic? You know, we were work from home for, for most of it. Um, what is that experience like for you? Uh, I have ready-made interns who do things for me because I want them to understand the impact that their father and their mother, because she helps me, are having on the earth, and I want them to have that same impact. Um, and so, you know, I pay them a small wage, uh, encourage them, um, praise them for what they're learning. They may put together a small PowerPoint or um, run through an Excel spreadsheet, even at their age, um, or help clean up the office. So... For me, it's a way of actually engaging them on what I can see as their future. Now all three, well, the three older ones are fighting who's going to run daddy's company <laughs> nice. in the future. That's that's hilarious. Um, was there a particular, like, um, deeper reason why you started Optimal Solar Tech? Or... Um, was it just sort of like a, a, a fruition of things that you had been working on in your PhD or how, how did that come about? Well, um, the first yearning uh, came when, when uh, one of my uh, big brothers, Maui Say from Ghana, asked me to write a, uh, a article in the African Technology Forum. And uh, the article was Zimbabwe needed renewable energy. Um, and it, we calculated that by 2020, they would have uh, run out of wood energy if they didn't turn to wind, solar, and water. And they did. And they were able to sustain themselves. And that was the first bug. The second bug is I looked around and noticed that my uh, industry, my chosen major, was polluting the planet. And I, I wanted to do something about it. And the third was when I went over to Nigeria, Ghana, visit Nicaragua, and saw how um, how unreliable power uh, causes you know tremendous economic damage, and how I can be a force for good. And so when I started Optimal Tech, I, I said I want to end energy poverty. At that time, 1.1 billion people on Earth had no access to energy. They were living in the 1850s. That affects healthcare, that affects water, clean water, that affects education, um, and it affects the upward mobility of the whole country. Uh, McKinsey showed that there's an 80% plus R-squared value on energy versus GDP for a country. So if you don't have electricity, you don't have economic development. Yeah, it's so important. And um, as you know, I'm thinking even about my family. And I remember my dad telling us stories growing up. He grew up in, in Mexico, um, in the mountains. And he says he remembers the first time they brought electricity to his hometown. He was probably like six or seven years old. 
and he just says he remembers running up to a, a light post and just staring up at the light and just in pure awe that 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 existed yeah. um, so it's just such a powerful and impactful um like company that you're building and, and once we uh, what i call it once we're in the home right and we are giving them um, energy efficiency we're doing energy control um, any type of sensor technology that they want control, whether or not it's water, uh, security, or what have you, we can expand and become an infrastructure play and then take those learnings and go to an area that has no energy and plop down and uh, bring them into the 21st century instantaneously. That's awesome. That's very exciting. What would you say is the... Um, sort of big vision that you have for Optimal Tech? Um, I kind of just hinted at it. Um, a lot of people knew us first as Optimal Solar, right? That was a DBA for us. And we talked about via technology. Um, over uh, COVID, I built out the next part, which was Carry, controlling assets through reliable intelligence. And um, Carry is, you know, each piece is kind of like a Trojan horse for something bigger. Uh, for something consumers don't know, but they need. Um, but it comes into the point of building automa automation, um, a way to control your everything and watch out for you. Um, uh, not only reducing your electricity costs, but signaling when there's a water leak, um, keeping your security higher, um, you know, turning off lights when you're not home, uh, turning on lights when you want to make it look like your home. There, there's a lot that goes with it. And once we're at your junction box, uh, these are all the things that we can provide you at a very low, low, low effort and low cost um, that you not, you're not going to be able to get without, you know, a, um, let's say a fusion of technologies. Otherwise, you'll be buying this, that, and the other, not something that's able to do it all in one place. So the larger vision is infrastructure technology, where we're able to do it at one spot that talks to multiple spots that talks to, you know, villages. So we can help smart cities develop using our um, Lego uh, structured software hardware design. That's incredible, and like I said, exciting before, but it's all really cool stuff. What what is the um what, what's one of the benefits of being a scientist and a founder and what are the more difficult parts of being a scientist and a founder? Um, one of the things is, is that I get it very quickly because of my, my science, engineering, math and business background. And um, I can see other pieces to the puzzle. Um, I have found that there are a lot of people who come to the table uh, predisposed to thinking that I will be a, a know-it-all and that I'm not coachable. And so it becomes difficult when I do not present <laughs> evidence to the same. Um, and so, you know, I, I've had investors um, be, you know, very surprised as to how coachable our team is. You know, we don't know everything. We're, we're still learning and we're taking those learnings and putting it in uh, on behalf of our our customers, um, but you know, the the big thing is is that sometimes I don't tell people 
I'm a PhD MBA. I'm just Reggie. Um, and then let them feel comfortable with me. Oh, interesting. So you kind of leave that piece of information out until maybe later in the pitch or later in the uh, conversation. Yeah. When I'm just meeting somebody, um, it's not, you know, I'm, I'm not a small African-American male, so uh, I, I can intimidate folks just in my presence. And if they're intimidated by my presence and also my words and, you know, the solutions that we have, you know, that makes it very difficult. It, it, it's not a me problem. You know, this is who I am. If somebody's intimidated, that's a them problem that I still have to solve. Right. Yeah. That was going to be my follow-up question is like how much of that is on them versus on you, you know? If I want them as a partner, that's on me. Right. Um, society is how it is. Right. Um, I remember I was watching, walking at, working at a fortune 500 and my boss said, you know, go talk to all of these folks and find out, you know, what a PhD chemical engineer can do. I went and talked to him, came back to him. He said, they said, I'm not just a PhD chemical engineer. I'm a black PhD chemical engineer. See, this is what a chemical engineer can do. This is what a PhD and this is what you can do. And he was Jewish and his family had fled to Colombia, uh, Venezuela uh, from the war. So he was raised there. And so he was as brown as he was Jewish um, based on how he was raised. And he turned red and he was mad. And he said, you know, I hate when people do things like that. I said, look, I was born this way. That's my initial condition. This guy is like that, boundary condition. Life is a differential equation. I got my differential equation. I got my boundary and my initial condition. I could solve that problem. <laughs> you know, so it's a problem that's solvable. But the question is, do you want to make the effort to solve every problem? Some that's people leave them in their ignorance. Other people help to free them from it. Yeah. And it seems like you have a good balance of um, not taking too much of a responsibility on yourself, but also... I guess being mindful of the way other people feel, even though they shouldn't feel that way. I don't know. It, it, I struggle with that a little bit, but um, it, it's like, it just goes to show like the different mental hoops that uh, underrepresented founders have to jump through just to interact with people to begin yeah. with. Yeah. I mean, but we do it and we do it for a reason that it becomes easier for the next generation, for the next person. And, you know, my next generation are these three or four and uh, your kids when they come through and our grandkids and great grandkids, et cetera. How often do you think about legacy? Or what do you think of legacy? Because I think that's uh, like, seems to be a common thread throughout the conversation since you were a kid, you knew like you wanted your own equation. And now you're talking about, you know, uh, imparting wisdom on your children and then grandchildren and so forth. So I'm a social impact entrepreneur. Um, I want to know that my impact matters and who does it matter to and how does it matter? Um, so legacy is is a, a part of my my thinking because it's uh, formulaic to uh, impact. And how soon did you start thinking about your legacy? How soon? Yeah. At what point in your life did you start thinking about it? Uh, probably in undergrad, when I was an undergrad. 
I wanted to to make a difference in the world. I just didn't want to, and I purposely chose a career path that would make a difference. I could have done stuff that would have made me goo gobs of money, but I would not have been fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not, it doesn't always make sense to follow the money. Um, speaking of money, but, oh, stuff, you got to show the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and speaking of money, this is a podcast called your first million. <laughs> so, um, what is your first, your, your first million experience? Um, came to a com- uh, company in Bermuda that was paying $49,000 a month for electricity. We were able to cut it to $28,000. Um, that contract for us is uh, $1.3 million. And uh, uh, by the end of this week, we would have eclipsed the uh, $1 million uh, mark on it. Um, the second, or, well, so it was a really good feeling to, to have just one contract to do that. Um, but this is not the first time I made a million dollars as an entrepreneur. Um, but this one is significant um, because uh, this is the first time I did it outside of the country. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited about, you know, uh, helping these guys reduce the dependency on diesel fuel, which has a huge human cost. Uh, so the impact that we're making, you know, is tremendous for me. Yeah, that's powerful. The very powerful. My last question for you here is, uh, what do you like to do for fun outside of work? Play my saxophone, play chess, play with my kids, swim, um, laugh, uh, binge watch crazy sci-fi movies, but most importantly, spend time with my lovely wife, Robin. That's incredible. I didn't know you played the saxophone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, it's a, it's a, one of the best de-stressors that I have. Very cool. What's your what's one of your go-to songs to play? Uh, I usually do jazz, and I scat off of whatever I'm hearing. So I'll play over whatever I'm hearing. Oh wow! Is that? Uh, I mean, that seems so incredibly difficult to do. <laughs> That's so impressive. Well, it, 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 it's like becoming one with the saxophone, and just like you would hum to something. You're just doing that with the saxophone. Got it. It reminds me of the uh, movie Soul, the Disney Pixar movie. Yeah, I loved it. That was such a great, great movie. Friday night, our kids, uh, me and my kids watched something, and we really enjoyed that about, what, five, six, um, probably even more um, Fridays ago. You know, we watched a lot of stuff. And then we talk about it. So. Oh, cool. Very cool. Well, where can people find you, Reggie? Oh, it's very easy. Uh, Get Optimal Tech. At Get Optimal Tech, you can find me there on LinkedIn, um, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, www.getoptimaltech.com. And if you want to find me, I'm Dr. Green Power. Um, that's also Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, and then Dr. Parker on um, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, so I'm fairly easy to find. Uh, and I'll have a book coming out uh, called Little Photons for the Kitties. Wow, that's awesome. When does that come out? 
Um, wife and I believe we'll push it out next month. Um, we're just finishing up the, uh, the the drawings for it, uh, so that kill so that appeal to. That's cool. Very cool. Please let us know when that comes out because we'd love to order it and love to share with our community as well. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks for having. Excellent. Thanks for coming. I should say I'm usually on the other side of the interview. So um, thank so you so much for, for this wonderful in- interview. You you know. I couldn't have asked for better. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. And have a good rest of your day. You too. Take care. Hey, it's Arlen. Thanks for listening to this episode. So I would love to keep up with you online. You can find me at Arlen Was Here on Instagram and on Twitter. That's A-R-L-A-N Was Here. I cannot wait to continue this conversation with you. Your First Million is produced by Anna Eichenauer, executive producer Arlen Hamilton. Associate producer, Chacho Valadez. Theme song is used by permission by the artist, Tobey Nguigwe.